This podcast is now brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And it's everything you need to make a podcast great in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 10. My name is Andrew Lorenzo. For the next two years, I have committed myself to pushing my body and mind to their limits in my attempt to run a two-hour and 40-minute marathon. For my first marathon in October of 2018, I ran just under four and a half hours. So I'll be looking to shave almost two hours off of that time. I certainly have my work cut out for me. With the help of running coaches and fitness experts, I'll push myself harder than I ever have in hopes of breaking the barrier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew Lorenzo. Thank you for listening. You can find, follow, and download this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and the podcast app, or at SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com forward slash Breaking the Barrier Running. So, here we are, number 10, double digits. So in this special episode, I'm going to be talking about all of your goals that you would try to accomplish if you knew that you could not fail. That's huge. I've gotten a great response and I'm really excited to be able to share those with you. But before we get into that, I just want to touch on something that I was talking about last week in terms of Facebook. I have actually decided to, in case you were wondering, keep the Facebook page alive and the group. So I'll keep both. The Facebook page I am going to be using mostly to use as my updates for the Breaking the Barrier journey that I'm on, that journey toward that sub 240 marathon over the next couple of years. And I think what we'll do is leave the group as what it is. You can basically become involved in the community, post about your goals, post about your accomplishments, post about what might be bothering you or something that you're finding a bit challenging at the moment so that we can all weigh in and, and kind of help you out with what you're going. And also, celebrate your accomplishments and your goal setting and your achieving. So yeah, I will keep the page and the group going. The more, the merrier. Now, speaking of the Facebook group, I want to give out a congratulations to Mark, who's a member of the group. And he has celebrated a bit of a milestone in his running career this past week, at the time of the recording this past week. Mark wrote in the Breaking the Barrier group, Amazingly, I managed to run my fastest 5K ever, and along the way got my fastest mile since I was in 10th grade. When you're as old as I am, this is something. And then he put a little smiley face. So he's he's really happy about that. I'm really happy for him. Uh, I've been in, in touch with Mark a few times just about his running, and, and he really enjoys the process. He's also been just like a really good friend. You know, he's he's always reaching out to see if things are okay. And, you know, a couple months ago when everything sort of went down with me, with my personal life, he, you know, he was one of the first people to reach out and ask me if I was, if I was doing okay. So he's just like an awesome dude. If anybody deserves to be celebrating something, it's Mark. And it just goes to show you, it, it, especially in running, it's never too late. 
in anything in life, it's never too late to just surprise yourself. You might pull something amazing out of the hat and accomplish something that you never thought you would. So way to go, Mark. Really, really great example to be setting. And thank you for sharing. I also want to thank everybody for sticking with me for these first 10 episodes. I really, really appreciate the support. I appreciate the feedback. And I couldn't be making these podcasts without all of you listening. I'm really, really excited to push this into 2019 and keep everybody updated and put out some amazing episodes so that you can be motivated to find what it is that you want to accomplish what barriers you want to break. So a thank you goes out to all of my listeners. Thank you so much, and I can't wait to bring you more. Now, the reason behind this episode. Two weeks ago, I released an episode having to do with failure and how to overcome the fear of it. One of the things that I mentioned in that episode was having the mindset of asking yourself, what would I attempt if I knew I could not fail? And I had a really amazing response to it. So I decided to pose the question to all of you directly. I received amazing answers from fitness goals to goals based on quote-unquote physical limitations to career goals and everything in between. There were some goals which you defined as realistic and some a bit more abstract. But what my goal was in asking this question was to really make you think about what it is you would want to do. The thing that might scare you, but above all, you would love to have a solid crack at. And so I challenge you to attempt some of these goals. Really. I know life and responsibilities can sometimes get in the way, but think about all the things you've done and all the time you've put into those other things. What would happen if you took that time and put it towards something that you never thought would be possible. I hope it makes you think, and I hope it makes you hungry to do it. That self-discovery can be a powerful thing, and that segues very well into this first response from Jacob. Jacob says, It's a killer question that really makes us reflect, making me question why not just do it. What's the worst that could happen? My goal would be to write, direct, and act in a film about a book series I love. Now, I've had the pleasure of working with Jacob a couple of times in film and television, and he is one of those guys that you, you can just look at him play a role, and, and the way that he does it, the way that he just commits to it, he could do anything that he wants. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> and for somebody like that to say, well, what's the worst that can happen? It really, for me, it opens up my eyes. It's like, well, yeah, what is the worst that can happen? And I'm not talking about like if you want to become a lion tamer or something. I mean, the worst that can happen there, well, let's not go there. But in, in general, the worst that can happen, well, is that you fail. But we've talked about that. Failure is not a bad thing. It just teaches you a little bit of a lesson. And that takes me into an answer that I received from Henry. Now, Henry's a guy that has accomplished a lot. He's qualified for the Boston Marathon, run ultras, and he's actually finished atop the podium for multiple age group awards. So when I asked him this question, I was really curious to see what somebody who had achieved so much would have to say about it. Henry said, I don't think the guarantee of succeeding would be a motivation for me. We do hard things because they are hard, and there is no guarantee. At my most recent 50-miler, there was mud, rain, and swollen creeks. One-third of starters DNF'd. 
I am sure most trained hard and were physically ready. While they did not finish, they learned a lot from their race. They learned about how to prepare for next time. They learned about themselves. They may have even learned a valuable lesson that will push them through their next big challenge, and that is more important than a guaranteed success. Now that, that's, that's beautiful. I thought that that was such a beautiful way of putting it. Now, those of you who don't know what DNF means, DNF, F as in Frank, that means did not finish. So that's what happens when you start a race that you can't otherwise finish, you DNF. So I think that that's an amazing answer. You know, the, the guarantee of success isn't always a great motivation. A lot of us do the things that we do because they're hard, and that's what makes them great. As stated by Jimmy Dugan, played by Tom Hanks, in A League of Their Own. Belinda says, I have two goals. My realistic goal would be to do fitness model bodybuilding and then to go on the cover of a fitness magazine. My non-realistic goal would be to fly. I think that's amazing. I think if a realistic goal can be to get on the cover of a, of a fitness magazine, if you can do that, that's cool. I, I'd love to be able to say that I could have any kind of semblance of a chance to do that, but way to go. That's that's setting the goal high. Uh, and as far as your non-realistic goal, I think, you know, I think those of you who know me know that I can certainly relate to wanting to fly. And I think that that's awesome. I think we all need to have those quote-unquote non-realistic goals, those abstract goals every now and then. You know, it keeps our imagination going. And if you reach one goal, it's going to make you feel like you can fly. So it doesn't necessarily have to mean that you can physically fly, but maybe it's more of an emotional state of being that you can feel like you can do anything. This next goal from Ashley. Now, Ashley and I were having a conversation the other day, Ash, and she had the same goal of wanting to fly. Now, it's a different way of putting it. So Ash is a very go-get-it person. She's a very aggressive goal setter. And when she sees something that she wants, she goes for it. And the way that she described it, she said, if I could do anything without the fear of failure, I would fly. I would get up on a friggin' roof and just jump off and let go and go for it. I thought that that was amazing. It's just, it's two ways of looking at the same goal, right? It's all in the way that you portray how you want to achieve a goal. It's just, it's amazing. Her personality just came right through with that. And I thought that 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 aggressive go-get-it attitude was just a spectacular thing to witness. And speaking of flying, Robert says, I'd become an astronaut. I have always dreamed of going to the stars, and I was never able to make this dream a reality because I slacked off in school. I appreciate education now that I'm a bit older and wiser and wish I would have paid more attention. But... I would love to become one of the people I admire, from Neil Armstrong to Captain Kirk. What a ride that would be. Wow, that certainly sounds amazing, Robert. I mean, that I love the way that you put that. I love the way that you take a look at what has been and what you wish could have been. But do you know what? There's another goal in there to me. It sounds like maybe a cool option for you would be to go back to school and learn about something maybe having to do with space, like astrophysics or astronomy or something amazing. So, you know, there's always, there's always options. Maria says, I would learn to dance the samba to a level that I could perform at Carnival. Now, those of you who don't know, the samba is a Brazilian dance. It is a very pulsating, explosive dance. It's amazing. I taught ballroom and Latin dance for, for many, many years 
by the way, surprised to those of you who didn't know that. I taught that. Uh, Samba was one of the dances that I taught. And knowing Maria, I, I know that she's got kind of like a type A personality. She could probably do quite well in the Samba. And if nothing else, I think that she'd have an amazing time just learning it. And that's, that's again, keeping in that, you know, mentality that the journey is one of the most amazing parts of a goal. Speaking of journeys, this one's about my dad. So thanks, dad, for your input. My dad says, I would be a professional golfer and, of course, be really rich. <laughs> so that's my dad. His name is Lou. Um, so in terms of, of journeys, so with him specifically, I was actually always the kind of golfer in our household. My brother was, but, you know, he was much older than I am, so he never really lived in the house. But I took up golf when I was probably about 14, 15 years old, and I played it through high school. And my dad started playing so that we could spend some extra time together. And he committed himself completely to learning how to play golf. And here we are, oh, 17 years later. I'm 34. I've said that before, so no surprises. Whatever. So 17 years ago, I was in high school. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, we're here. And he has become such an amazing golfer. I mean, this guy used to... I mean, we anybody who's played golf, you know that the first time you played it was probably not... <laughs> it was not fun. Or it was not good, at least. But he's just like an amazing golfer now. I mean... He he regularly shoots in the double digits, and yeah, I mean, his journey from start to now has just been amazing. It's those journeys that we sometimes discover more about ourselves than we ever had before. We discover that there's more levels to everything, to ourselves, to the things that we're trying to do, than we ever could have thought possible. Jennifer says, everything literally everything. There are so many types of failures that hold people back. Physical failure, for example, broken bones, physical limitations, emotional failure, such as thinking that I'm not good enough or I could never do XYZ, failing others, for example, not living up to expectations that others have for you, failing yourself, etc. The list goes on and on. How awesome would it be if we could let go of all of the fears that hold us back, physical, mental, and emotional, and achieve our hopes, dreams, and desires. I couldn't have said it better myself, Jennifer. That is exactly what self-discovery and goal-setting is all about. That's exactly what that journey is all about. Finding that courage within yourself to just go for it and not... Be so afraid of failing in so many different ways because we don't need a whole bunch of different ways to attempt a goal. We just need to find one way, one reason. That's one of the lessons I've learned from you is keep the recorder, with permission, yeah. keep the tape recorder going. That's it. And that's I, where the gold comes I wish out. I had, man. She like she yelled at me for being like a... Uh, uh, so many reasons why. Yeah, well, she, for not having enough carbs. Uh, because I, I run, my, I, I run. I'm not big into uh, carby running, right? Mm. Um, because I've trained my body to not have to have all those carbs. Thanks to Generation, you can. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> you know, because I was telling her about the 10k, yeah. and she was just like, "You need carbs to be able to go a little bit faster." Like, uh, you know, I don't care what anybody else says. And like, you hear all these different 
yeah. versions of that, like what's right, what's wrong. But then when somebody who does what she does yeah. tells you, it's like, oh, maybe there's probably something to that. It's funny how as runners, eventually at some point, we all turn into like, you know, Italian grandmothers going, yeah. you're too skinny, yeah. you must eat, it's exactly. have some pasta, yeah. look at you, so you'll never find a man with these hips. That's great. If yeah. you're a casting director looking for an Italian grandma, this guy's awesome. It's perfect. I yeah. kind of started to go off somewhere and different then. All my accents eventually find their way to like Hyderabad. Yeah, you went yeah. off a long time ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we were talking about my, my sub three-hour goal. Yeah. And she was like, you know, you're going to probably have to cool it on the Spartans then and just solely focus on this. I'm like, yeah, I probably will. Mm. But it's just interesting to get that perspective from like a professional, basically, runner. Yeah. Um, and did you drill her on Barkley? Like, did, did you talk that? Because, I mean, you've done a whole podcast yeah. with her, but did you... Do you know, I haven't because she's been accepted to do it again. And she can't talk a lot about it because of the I mean, secret. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I did I did talk to her a little bit about it. Yeah. And this was at when we were having coffee. And, you know, because I kept asking her, I was like, can I ask you this? She's like, you can ask, but there's some things that I can't you know, yeah. talk about. Uh, and fair enough. It's like, it's very... But very if I tap my cheek three times and then brush under my chin, then you'll know that... I want you to steal second base. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Mm. Who's on first? Yeah. You're right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then drove home completely soaking wet. And drove home completely soaking wet. It was great. Um, yeah, but it was really fun. We're going again on Wednesday. We're going to the uh, Yu Yangs this time. Okay. So she local? No. She lives out by the Dandenongs. She lives okay. out in, what are the suburbs around the Dandenongs? Uh, uh, Bayswater. No. Walter in the South. No. Lilydale. No. Croydon. No. Why do you know all this? Because I used to live out there. Okay. Yeah. So I used to live out there, like at the foot of Mount Dandenong with mum and dad. Yeah. I used to work not in the Dandenongs, but in the suburb of Dandenong. Okay. Which at the time was a little bit rougher. It was more like, I want to say, the Gotham City in the movie Joker. Cool. It was a lot like that. Yeah, you right. would run fast through Dandenong in the late 90s, but okay. not because you were training, just to get away scared. from stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So that's why I know all those suburbs. Okay. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I can't remember what suburb. But yeah, she lives out that way. So she's coming this way round. So we're going to do Yui's. Yep. Uh, we're going to do 20K this time. That's why you asked for those tracks. That's why I asked for those tracks. Right, By the way, okay. to those of you who don't know, which is all of you, uh, <laughs> I asked Zach for a bunch of tracks. Uh, the running tracks the other day to send me the GPX files uh, so that I could send them <laughs> X files so I could send them to Isabel Ross so she could have a look uh, and pick something out. Did she pick one? I guess I'm okay. hoping. I mean, I'm assuming, but I'm hoping it's not too hard because she knows I'm not a trail runner. But I don't mm. think she would care. Yeah, no, she won't. Yeah, she ran 45 kilometers yesterday. Really? Longest she's gone because she's been injured. Yeah. Um, after the GSER, uh, but so she ran just you know just 45k. Fantastic. So you've got like. Like a, like a mentor. I know. It's cool. That's awesome. I know. Yeah. I know. It's going to be great. You're um, going to go to Barkley and crew for her? I really want to. Yeah. I really want to. I think she's, she's already picked somebody out, but I'm going to keep... Uh, Someone I'm competent? Gonna, what? Someone Someone, yeah, someone yeah. actually who knows what they're doing. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep putting the word in. Be like, yo, Isabel. Yeah. Just saying. If you're listening. I know you are. Yeah. I know you listen to my podcast. If you need someone who can do funny impressions as well, Isabel, I'm always up for it. If you want an Italian yeah. grandma. Yeah, if you want to be told to eat carbs when you come and stop, exactly. I can do that. Exactly. I can do nothing else to help you, but I can do that. That's, you know, that's, yeah. that counts. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. So that was, that was just before Australia Day. That was just before Australia Day. That was on the Friday. On the Friday. Yeah. Cool. Friday. Friday. Yeah. Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Friday. Hmm. So that's fun. And then what did I do after that? I think Saturday was a bit of a... Yeah, where, Saturday um, was just an easy run. Yeah, because yeah. we were at Park Run. We were at Park Run we together. Park run, yeah. yeah, so Saturday was just Park Run. Do you know what's funny? Saturday's Park Run because I, I meant to go easy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so often we say that. And I wanted to do her out of 30 minutes. Well, there's paces. Yeah. Paces are always 
bad. Yeah. Well, and you know what? In a, I did go. I mean, I ran it in about 27, or 28 minutes, wasn't it? Mm. Which is an easy pace, right? But you were trying to save yourself. Exactly. Because you were running. Exactly. So I ran it in 28 minutes, but the funny thing was, that same pace, normally my heart rate's around 145, yeah. 150, maybe. My heart rate was up there, man. It was like up at 165, 170 the whole time. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, what's that, like a 530-something pace, something yeah. like that? Yeah, 27 and a half, 530. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was a bit, maybe 530, say 1, or 532, because I was a little bit... And I was like really worried. I was like, why is my heart rate so high? Mm. And funnily enough, I, I said, I, I talked about that to, uh, to Izzy. I said, because she was asking me how I was going. I was like, yep. this is this is what happened. She's like, well, your, your body's probably reacting in a funky way because you've got a race on Sunday. Um, so don't worry too much about it. But yeah, it freaked me out. Yeah. It freaked me out. So I just took the rest of that day really easy. Yeah. Easily. Because you were running on Sunday on yeah. Australia Day Actual. Indeed. You're heading back down to Rosebud. Yeah. To do a race that I've never done. The Rosebud Australia Day 10K. Yeah. And you went down there with Simon and Chani. Yeah. Well, I met them down there. You met them down yeah, there. Yeah, I met them down Second there. year in a row. Second year in a row. Really great course. Mm-hmm. Really. If you want a 10K PB, this is the course to do it at. I mean, the weather, you never know because it's in, you know, it's in January. It might be hot. It might be. Yeah. Um, uh, that particular day, it was, I think it was like 20, 22, something like that. And 